You are listening to Propelling, a micro drones podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Propelling. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And today we're rejoined by Sebastian Long. He's sales manager for United States and Canada for micro drones. And Sebastian is joining us to discuss a pretty focused and very interesting change in drone regulations. We're looking specifically at Canada. And the Canadian region has just recently announced that Transport Canada is going to bring a new set of regulations that will take place on June 1st of this year. And these new regulations obviously mean new rules for compliance, both for commercial and hobby drones. And it's important to dissect which companies are already compliant, what makes them compliant, how do these companies and and pilots and everyone involved in the drone industry stay ahead of these new regulations. It's always a tricky subject, but it makes for great conversation, and I'm excited to jump in with Sebastian. How are you doing today? Yes, very good, and you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you again for joining us on Propelling. I'm excited to dig in, so let's just jump in and look at these new regulations, I think first from a comparison point of view, they were recently announced they'll uh, be put in place by middle of 2019. And I know that here in the United States, very recently, we put in place the 2018 FAA Reauthorization Act, which affects a lot about the FAA, although that includes drone regulations. And so we saw a lot of changing or at least clarified regulations for commercial drone pilots and manufacturers as well as hobbyists. And it really it clarified a lot of things, made people feel a lot easier about you know what should they expect from the government when it comes to you know them flying their drones. I think here, with the Transport Canada news, we're getting a very similar situation, and I'd like to draw some comparisons here. So based on what Transport Canada announced, what are some similarities you see in these new regulations compared to ones here in the States, and what are some differences? Well, obviously, yes, uh, the, the new rules that Transport Canada is coming up with is going to, as you said, it's going to guide. It, it, it will help people to know what to expect and how to do things. So basically, right now, uh, there was no real certificate of, of being a drone operator. There's, there was no way of getting approved uh, for, for like a, to become a real drone pilot, for example, and have a proper license of that. So Transport Canada has come up with, like within this, its new regulation, has decided to put online a, 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 a test that you will that the people Canadians will have to go through a number of questions and and then they they will be able to be delivered a, uh, a two different type of license uh, but you, you you mostly have the ones that will be for operators that wants to do business with their drones and you'll have the the, the, the more uh, hobbyist ones that will be using drones for for fun and and, and they will still have some their own uh, their own license so in that way i think it, it helps the, the people to know okay how how can i be able to operate my drone safely outside and what to do give provide me some guidance here and that's what exactly transport canada just just came up with and i think that that dfa is, is going at at some point in the same direction as transport canada uh, on this, they are also going with that part 107 things that that you have to do. You'll you'll get a way of becoming a, a real official drone operator in the future. Here in the states, I know a, a big staple of 
what the 2018 FAA Reauthorization Act brought to the table was it's not going to become privatized, uh, you know, the regulation side of things. It is going to obviously be funded by Congress. Um, they're going to give the FAA five years worth of funds to you know, continue to operate, and that includes managing drones and drone regulations. Um, are you seeing any aspect of the Canadian drone regulation world keep some of that privatization? Because though in the States we're losing it, uh, the government is still turning to a lot of private entities and companies for suggestions or advice on how should we be testing our pilots, how should we be testing our manufacturers to make sure everyone is compliant. Um, and so there is a nice healthy relationship there. Are you seeing the same thing in Canada? Well, not right now. It's not a, what I, I saw so far. It's everything is, is it's still managed by the by Transport Canada for your your exam, your certificate of operations. Everything needs to go through Transport Canada. As for the the training, yes, the, the training is will be for people that wants to be able to learn how to fly those uh, those drones out there. You'll be able to get from a private school, for example, training part to become a pilot or drone operator. But that's so far what I saw. I, I haven't seen any other private entity being allowed to, to, to deal with the further with the rules and so obviously with new regulations come new levels of compliance and companies have to meet that compliance or else you know <laughs> they're not going to be in the drone space much longer so which companies are you seeing well maybe not companies but which aspects of the regulations are you seeing companies struggle to adjust to which ones are relatively simple and why Okay, well, right now, uh, for, 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 for companies, the, the new guidelines that Transport Canada will come up with those, uh, this uh, new June, this summer uh, regulation, it's, it's going to define a little bit more the, the different operations. But basically, you have uh, two types of, opera of drone operators. You have the ones flying for fun and those flying professionally or, or, or doing a job or they have a purpose or commercial utility. Uh, with their drones, so you have those two different separate entity, and and the, the rules needed to be clarified for those commercial or professional oper drone operators. So that's basically what Transport Canada has come up with. We're we're now being able to fly. Well, well we expect to be able to fly closer to people, for example, or or what they call uh, people involved or not involved in the remote pilot operation. So, for example, if you were a surveyor working with a drone uh, today, you want to fly, I don't know, close to a, a, a highway. You were not able to do so because you were you were closer to, to or too close to certain uh, certain limitations or too close to people. So, with this new regulation, the operators that are flying a uh, what they previously called a compliant drone, uh, which is now called uh, they they have. They have come up with a new safe category that they call the that is listed under the uh, safety assurance uh, circular from Transport Canada. So if your drones is listed there, you're gonna be able, for example, to fly less than 30 meters, but not much closer than five meters to people not involved in in the operations that you have. Which that makes a big big difference for professionals that wants to operate their drones closer to uh, cities. And the way for those companies to, to be safe or 
for those those companies, which what, what is good is if if they are the owner of a, a drone listed under that safety or that safe insurance uh, list from Transport Canada, is that they're, they're just going to be allowed to do the advanced operation mode, which is different from the basic operation mode that the Transport Canada has, has come up with. So basically, for for micro drones, that means that since we were already listed under the compliant list. Uh, of Transport Canada for, for, for a drone manufacturer, our MD4-1000 model and also the MD4-3000 model drone uh, are being now grandfathered to the new rules that are going to come up with uh, in, in June. So this means a lot for, for, for people already flying micro-drone systems. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the manufacturer's side of things because that's where I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit um, I, I'm interested in how these regulations are affecting manufacturers compared to um, the pilots, because obviously I think regulations like this are across the board pretty well received by anyone operating drones. They want more clarity on where am I allowed to fly, where am I not allowed to fly. That way they're not getting in trouble, they're not getting their drones um, you know, shot down or confiscated, um, and they can feel comfortable flying their drones, you know, w where they know they're supposed to be flying them. For the manufacturers, it's a whole different situation. Um, often, you know, the manufacturing side of regulations can can create new red tape, can, um, you know, make things more difficult to get out because there are more steps to the process. What aspects of the manufacturing side of regulations are you seeing change with um, these new Transport Canada rules? And which ones are positive and exciting? Which ones are uh, a kind of a struggle to adopt and why? Well, we want to, and, and we're so far very happy to that, that, that Transport Canada has decided to grandfather our, our previous compliant uh, of course, uh, yeah. quality that, that we had acquired. And, and, and there's a process to acquire that, that qualification. So basically, and it was it was not an easy process. So so it means that you have to have all the the proper paper documentation presented to Transport Canada, showing them how you built your system, how you do quality checks and verification on on every of your system that are going to be sold and delivered to to your client. So there was uh, all all this was reviewed by Transport Canada, and this is how how we we got our approval because. The way uh, we built our drone, having reliability in mind, so this is how we uh, we got approved, uh, being compliant, and and this is I think the way to go. Y you need to put a differentiator between someone, and, and I I take this as a, just as a comparison, but someone building a drone in his basement with with no official knowledge on on how to build systems, and he just built his drone out of his basement with with components or harder. The internet here and there, and and wants to operate. I don't know, close to uh, civilians or or close to facilities that be at risk. You don't want to allow those people to do the exact same things that someone flying, um, of course, a much more expensive platform, but also a much more reliable drone that will be flown uh, in in the same condition. We we wanted our operators and and client and customers to have an advantage over people using cheap system. And and this is this is what we have with trans the, the the rule of the regulation of Transport Canada, and that's that's given giving a, a an advantage to our our clients for sure. So 
but that advantage come at a certain price. And that price is reliability, quality of components, verification on, on, of, uh, of the system, the way they are built, engineering, and everything. Everything has a price, and, and, and since we pay a high one for safety and making sure our platform are, are like I said, highly reliable, I, I think it's just normal that clients benefit of that uh, advantage. And so, obviously, MicroDrones was grandfathered in um, with these new regulations. Are you seeing a lot of drone manufacturers in Canada get um, get grandfathered into the new regulations, or is it a relatively rare thing? Well, right now, it's it's every of the, uh, I think there was 33 drones. So it's listed model drone by drone. They had 33 drones on their compliant list, and all of those, I think, all the, the drones that were listed in 2018 on, on those that compliant list are, are being grandfathered with the, the new rules. So yes, there there is some manufacturer from from Canada. There's a a couple of those, but also it's worldwide. So you have European manufacturer, also some of the U.S. or that are being manufactured. But what what you see is that most of the system on on that list you will see is a little bit more high end. It's a let's say yeah a high end a higher end quality and reliable plat- type of platform that are listed there. So. I guess my last point I want to bring up is the regulations with Transport Canada. I guess this really applies more to the manufacturers, but are there any regulations that are part of you know this this new set of rules that affect the trade or the selling of these drones to markets outside of Canada? I guess I'm wondering, do these regulations affect your transcontinental trade for these drones, for selling them to other markets? Um, does it create some new easier communication between sets of regulations, right, between Canada's and the United States or Canada's and Germany's or or all of Europe's? Um, give me a little insight into the, the actual selling process now and how that might have changed with these new regulations. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it necessarily changes the, the process directly, but there's some very positive rebounds, I would say, out of that. The fact that we are compliant in Canada and aviation, airspace, rules and regulation, and, and even Transport Canada has a, a very, very high and very good nation worldwide about safety of the sky and, and the way they manage everything. So just like the FAA, I, I think Transport Canada and the FAA is a viable and very nice reputation on how they, they, they do things. So being... Uh, Compliant or now on the on the future uh, safe list of uh, of uh, Transport Canada, I think by the, that everyone in, in in every nation will will by rebound get just more advantage out of that achieving that type of rules or, or that type of level of uh, of quality uh, for micro drones just can just be more positive for every potential clients and, and customers and and just as a some sort of a, a signature on, on the quality and reliability of our. Well, it sounds like across the table, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in the States, whether you're abroad, these new regulations that seem to be popping up regarding drone manufacturers and drone operators are, for the most part, being very well received and encouraging more business, encouraging more people to get out there and actually fly drones because things are clearer. Things are more laid out for what you can and can't do. And I think that not only motivates your hobbyist to get into it because they don't now feel like they might be wasting money on a drone that's going to get confiscated or wasting time on um, 
on training that may not actually be government compliant, um, but it's also motivating, like you said, that transcontinental business if you are certified in a country, then you are now are opening a new market for yourself. So all these new regulations, I think, are encouraging everyone to get on the same page. And that will, over time, uh, create a brighter future, I think, for drones. So, Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and walking us through these new TC regulations. I'm excited to see uh, how they continue to evolve and what the positives are and if there are any negatives or anything that becomes a strain on me manufacturers or on operators um, definitely will be contacting you for a little more information there as well wonderful thank you very much and thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of propelling and if you like what you heard and would like to listen to previous episodes you can head to microdrones.com slash blog and there you'll find all of their previous blog posts podcasts and articles you can also find this episode on marketscale.com slash industries be sure to subscribe for more videos articles and podcasts from your favorite industries and make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content i'm your host daniel litwin the voice of b2b till next time propelling a micro drones podcast